702 Healthy Lifestyle. It's now 24 minutes to three, and in the spotlight this week in our health and wellness conversation is psoriasis. Um, this is a chronic skin condition that can leave uh, many sufferers just uh, unable to live life in, in, in a way that they would like. So uh, if you suffer from psoriasis and you have questions, we, we've got a specialist with us, a registered dermatologist. That's Dr. Irshad uh, Esak on the line. So we'll take your calls on 011-8830702 and 3 1702 for your SMSs. Um, good afternoon, Ishad. Uh, good afternoon, Azania. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for your time. Um, no so, problem. You know, psoriasis is one of those chronic conditions uh, that a lot of people don't know enough about. And I understand that there's sometimes difficulties in diagnosing it as um, other ailments are identified inst- instead of psoriasis. Is that correct? Yes, Azania. Uh, psoriasis actually is quite a common uh, dermatological problem. Mm. In fact, uh, about 2% of the United States population suffers from psoriasis in some sort of form or the other. Okay. There are forms that result in you having a, a skin rash that can be more localized in certain areas of the body. Mm. And then there are forms that actually involve more than 90% of the body's surface area. So it all depends on um, how the patient actually presents. Mm. But you are absolutely correct that there are several other uh, dermatological conditions that can mimic psoriasis. And it is important to establish the diagnosis correctly at the outset in order for you to choose the proper treatment protocol for that particular patient. Right. So what's happening? What happens in the skin that uh, develops these, uh, the, the thickened patches, the raised patches that we, that we know as psoriasis? What's happening in those patches is that you have a higher cell turnover rate. Okay. Now, normally what happens is that our skin begins to grow and rejuvenate essentially from the deeper layers to the outside. So it's more deep to superficial. So we divide ourselves, our cells, and what happens is that those cells move themselves to the outside of the skin. Now, that process usually takes place uh, at a rate of about a cell that, that initially starts at the lower layer, works its way up to the upper layers in about 75 to about 90 days. Mm-hmm. However, in psoriasis, that cell turnover rate increases. So you have, in order for you to have extra cells to, to divide, you have a good blood supply underneath. Mm-hmm. And that results in the blood vessels directly underneath the psoriatic plaque uh, begins to dilate and provide more blood supply. Mm-hmm. Hence, you get the salmon pink or the reddish color underneath. The thickening that you see is as a result of the excess um, cells that are beginning to stack up. Mm-hmm. So those cells being normal, you have a thickened area because the cell turnover rate drops down to anywhere between about 25 to almost about 45 days. So that's almost half the time it takes for a cell to get from the deep layer to the top layer. Mm-hmm. And that results in this armor plate-like scale or the silvery white scale that develops over the top. Mm-hmm. Now, we normally have, a, have a, um, um, a bath or a shower and we dry ourselves. You find that in the normal situation, we are actually dusting off those cells. Yes. And those cells actually uh, account for the majority of, of dust in our households. Mm-hmm. But in a psoriatic, what happens is that those cells remain stuck onto that pink or reddish plaque and they don't come off and it begins to stack up resulting in these raised patches on the skin. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it can happen anywhere in the body, right? Yes, it can happen anywhere in the body. In fact, you, there are different types of psoriasis, uh, localized types. They can affect certain parts of the body without having uh, any generalized types. The commonest types for psoriasis uh, tends to be the elbow areas and the knees, yes. the lower back, upper part of the buttocks, umbilical area. And then you do have certain types of psoriasis that remain uh, localized in the scalp, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can get, that's in about 1% of, popula- of the psoriatic uh, patients. And then you can have psoriasis that affects the genital area as well uh, without having psoriasis anywhere else. So uh, the other common skin appendage that is affected by psoriasis are the nails. Mm-hmm. And usually you'll find that um, if the patient is being examined carefully and properly, uh, the dermatologist will usually go to the nails to get further clues as to whether this is psoriasis oh. or not. Uh, in fact, you can get nails that begin to split off the nail bed. You can also get uh, the nails beginning to be, become raised up from the nail bed mm-hmm. because imagine what is happening on the skin where you have this raised plaque and you have this, the, the silvery scale. Mm. That's all happening underneath the nail plate. So it forces the nail plate off the nail bed and you get this, this spongy or this raised appearance of the nail plate. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in more subtle cases, you may even notice small fine dots on the nail plate itself. Uh, similar to uh, as if someone has taken a drawing pin or a, or, a, or, a, or a compass and has dotted the nail. Yes. Very, very subtle, but um, in some cases it can be quite... Um, important in confirming the diagnosis. Mm. And in fact, nail involvement can be a marker for the involvement of the joints at a later stage. Mm -hmm. Because psoriasis only affects essentially two systems. It affects the the, the skin Mm. and it can affect the musculoskeletal system. So the joints can be affected and in some cases, tendons as well can also be affected. I see, but those are not visible then. But those are not visible, but a lot of the times... Patients will present to their GP and uh, commonly misdiagnosed as uh, an osteoarthritis or they may be diagnosed as a rheumatoid arthritis or it's a vague lower back pain, but no one can quite put their finger on what the arthritic problem actually is. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. fact, there can, be, there can be a lag period of up to about 14 to 15 years before the development of the skin lesions and the arthritis itself. And vice versa. So sometimes patients are diagnosed for many years as a rheumatoid arthritis. We need to find out a decade later, someone picks up a plaque somewhere that appears to be vaguely scaly along the way. Yeah. And when a biopsy is done, then only does the penny drop and the connection is made between the musculoskeletal system and the skin. I see. If you've just joined us, we're talking about uh, psoriasis. We want to break down the barriers to awareness and understanding of psoriasis. And my guest is Dr. Irshad Esak. Uh, uh, do you suffer from psoriasis? Have you had challenges in uh, having it diagnosed or in managing it? If you have questions and comments, we welcome them on 011-8830702 and 31702 for your SMSs. Now, I imagine, Irsak, that, um, uh, 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 Dr. Esak, that um, people who live with psoriasis uh, experience a lot of prejudice that um, they experience exclusion and judgment because of a lack of awareness about their condition absolutely you'll find that there's a, a quite a strong social stigma attached to, to, to yeah. having psoriasis mainly because the, 
the, the condition is uh, is misdiagnosed or the, mis- the condition has been misunderstood. Mm. It is very difficult for someone who's got, for example, palmoplantar psoriasis, the type of psoriasis that affects the palms and the soles. They have difficulty just shaking your hand or having their hand shaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can be a, a, simple, a simple greeting can be difficult for them. And you'll find that they will... Um, become a little bit more socially uh, uh, recluse in their lives. Um, That's when they've got more uh, localized disease. Some people end up having to wear or would like to wear long uh, trousers or long sleeves Mm. just because they've got elbow involvement and find it difficult in in a corporate environment or in a customer interactive environment to even put their elbows onto a table. Mm -hmm. And then if you go to the more... Um, severe forms of psoriasis or the more generalized forms of psoriasis, these patients have got more than 90% body surface area involvement. When they undress, they scale all over the place. It's like a, like, like a tree in the wind in autumn. Yes. That's, that's the extent of the scale. Um, it is very difficult for them to, ho- to hold on to um, a social relationship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes marriages are at stake or relationships are at stake because uh, partners don't understand it. Partners don't understand the treatment for it. Uh, and you'll find that a lot of patients actually um, tend to lose those support networks that are so important for a patient with psoriasis. Yes. The, the important thing is that psoriasis is also driven or triggered by stress. It, it's well documented in the, in the literature. Mm-hmm. And oh, so you'd have flare-ups it, during those times. You'd have flare-ups, absolutely. So a person who now has got... Um, a spouse who is not understanding the, the disorder or a partner who doesn't understand the disorder, you'll find that that relationship becomes very, very weak. Um, they lose people in their lives. That adds an additional emotional stressor for them, yeah. which then flares up the psoriasis even more, which then adds a financial stress for them to seek me- medical assistance, and it just becomes a downward spiral thereafter. Right. So, yes, the social effect uh, can be quite debilitating to patients. Hmm. Now, Rashad, we need to take a break and we'll be taking calls after this. My guest is a registered dermatologist, Dr. Irshad Esak, and uh, we'll take your calls after this about uh, diagnoses and about managing psoriasis. SMS Azania on 31702. Right. My guest is Dr. Eshad Esak, registered dermatologist, and we're taking your calls about psoriasis this afternoon. Hello, David. You're calling from Dawa Glen. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead, David. Doctor, I'd just like to ask three quick questions. Mm-hmm. Firstly, and I might have missed them because I've just switched on now, yeah. but what is the differential diagnosis to psoriasis, number one? Mm-hmm. Number two, is it an autoimmune disease? And number three, which I also might have missed, is the treatment. Is it palliative or does it actually cure psoriasis? Right. Wonderful. David, thank you. We were getting to the treatment aspect, but there are three questions there, Irshad. Okay, firstly, uh, coming to the differential diagnosis of psoriasis. In typical cases, it's quite easy to make the diagnosis. Mm. Um, When it comes to the other possibilities of a scaly red plaque, one, you can get something called psoriasis rubra pilaris. This is an inflammatory disorder that usually affects the areas in and around the hair follicles, but can also mimic psoriasis mm. because there is an associated scale with it. Secondly, you can have a condition called psoriasis rosea. 
is also an inflammatory condition, gives you usually reddish uh, plaque, but the quality of the scale is slightly different. Mm. A preceding sore throat uh, may uh, herald the onset of the, of the disorder as well. Um, and you may find that there is an inverted Christmas tree pattern on the back of the, uh, on, on the, on the trunk of the patient. So uh, pitoriasis rosea is also a possibility. Okay. Then, there, then there are certain types of um, what we call parasoriasis. Uh, these disorders can um, include things like pseudolymphoma, so this can mimic certain types of bloodborne um, um, malignancies, and lymphoma can also present with a uh, psoriatic type of a pattern. Okay. Then there's a disorder called lupus erythematosus. The, there, is a, there is a subacute type that's called the psoriasiform type. Again, that is an entire different kettle of fish in terms of that being an, an autoimmune disorder, that can certainly uh, mimic psoriasis as well. In some cases, psoriasis of the nail can be uh, confused with an onychomycosis, mm. which is typically a nail fungal infection. Um, in the more generalized types, uh, you can get confusion of psoriasis with a seborrheic dermatitis or an atopic dermatitis with an atopic eczema. Mm. They can also um, um, mimic psoriasis. Uh, and in some cases, especially small blocks, you know, uh, uh, one to two centimeters in size or even smaller, with a bit of scale over the top that keeps falling off and redeveloping, mm-hmm. certain types of skin cancers, like non-melanoma skin cancers, mm-hmm. squamous cell carcinoma, basal cell carcinoma, and their pre-cancers, like actinic keratosis, can also present like a psoriatic block. Mm-hmm. And the way to go thereafter is that if you have doubt about the diagnosis and if you don't have enough features to connect the dots to make the diagnosis of psoriasis, we undertake a simple skin biopsy, taking a small piece of skin, yes. a few millimeters in size, under local anesthetic, sometimes a stitch is required, and that's sent off the, to the lab, and we can differentiate most of those disorders that I just mentioned to yeah, you. Immediately. I also wanted to know about whether or not it's an autoimmune disease. And uh, last week we even talked about palliative care, this multidisciplinary approach to treating and managing such conditions. Technically speaking, it's not really an autoimmune disease. Yeah. An autoimmune disorder is where you basically have antibodies or soldier cells that are mistaking part of yourself as being foreign. foreign. Mm-hmm. For example, in, the condi- in a condition like lu- lupus or autoimmune thyroiditis, where your thyroid is the target, um, or certain types of diabetes where the pancreas is the target of these soldier cells. They mm-hmm. damage these cells. In psoriasis, you don't actually have um, a target that is driving the problem. What is happening is that you have a certain group of white blood cells that are releasing inflammatory chemicals that drive this increased cell turnover. So technically speaking, no, it's not an autoimmune disease. It's an inflammatory disease. Okay. And coming to the palliative care or the, or the treatment issue, um, once a patient is labeled as being a psoriatic, they're probably going to be wearing that label for the rest of their life. Mm. So they will go through uh, periods of flares and remissions and flares and remissions. But uh, the treatments that are available are all aimed to push the patient into remission for long periods of time. In fact, we do see some patients who have been diagnosed treated with a, a simple treatment regime and thereafter don't ever manifest the disease thereafter. Mm, I see. So, but they will still be carrying the label 
of psoriasis. Right. So uh, the, we use the word uh, palliative care mainly in, in uh, instances of malignancies and cancers. And because of the, this does not fall into the group of cancers, um, the, the word palliative care would be inappropriate to use. Okay. Let's go to Okela in Queenstown. Hello, Okela. Um, hi, Aza. Yes, go I've ahead. I've got okay. a question for the doctor. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with, um, with acute psoriasis about a year, two years ago, actually. And then I was on treatment. Um, at first, they thought it was eczema. Mm. And, then, um, and then they did some tests and they found out that actually it was psoriasis. And then I was on treatment. They okay. gave me... Um, um, uh, I'm going to ask that um, to make it brief, Okela, because we're out of time with the doctor. Do you have a direct question regarding your condition? Okay. My direct question is, I left the country a, um, a year and a half ago, and when I arrived in Dubai, I was fine. Nothing happened to me until I'm, I came back like a month okay. ago. Now my psoriasis is flaring up again. So I don't know if it's something... Um, related to the environment mm-hmm. because I'm, I am from South Africa and I can't be, you know, like uncomfortable when I'm at home okay. and yet when I'm overseas, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. All right. Dr. Ishad, any relation to the, our environment? Uh, generally speaking, psoriasis is not related to a, an environmental factors in terms of dryness. Um, however, in patients who are in sunny climate, um, the ultraviolet from sunlight may be of an advantage to them because we do use phototherapy or light therapy mm. for the treatment of psoriasis. However, psoriasis may also worsen in cases where there's been sunburn or an, an inappropriate um, insult on the skin from the sunlight. Mm-hmm. They will flare up their psoriasis. In this particular uh, individual's case, it's more plausible that uh, the changes in um, in, a in countries. geography yeah. of moving back to the country, there may have been certain amount of stresses involved as well in the in the movement or the relocation that may have triggered this patient off more likely. But if you if your question is is there a difference between living uh, in having the severity of psoriasis living here in Johannesburg compared to somewhere like Dubai? Probably unlikely. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Ishad. It was very informative, very helpful. Thank you, Zania. Thanks for having me on your show. Dr. Ishad Esak, registered dermatologist, just telling us more about this uh, condition, psoriasis.